Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. And today we're tackling part two in the Netflix film trilogy event, Fear Street. Um, how are you, Ashley? I'm good. How are you? Sunburnt? Okay. I am, yeah. <laughs> if anyone saw my Instagram story, I'm very sorry about that. It was probably <laughs> TMI. <laughs> A few people commented and was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> I felt like I'd leaked nudes or something. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've, as we've just discussed off air, I've had a bit of an unfortunate past couple of days. <laughs> the spell of very bad luck. Um, actually, I want to mention something funny that happened just before I started recording. Like, you know how our theme tune by the wonderful Field Mouse, uh, the lyrics in it are uh, clean. Oh, what is it? I sent you the lyrics before. It's, What's the first? Hold on. Let me, let me open it up. I've got it here. Uh, clean off your plate, wash the blood off the table. Right. So <laughs> as I was about to start recording, I went to put my mic down on the table and I've just been eating like a box of raspberries and I moved the box of raspberries off the table and because they're in like a plastic container, they've all like seeped through onto the desk and it's just this pool of like red and it looks like blood. <laughs> So like, I just had to literally wipe the blood off my table. I was like, how appropriate is that? Yeah, just thought that was funny to mention. It actually looks stained now on this wood table. So I'm going to have to get a new desk. But yeah, it literally looks like a blood stain. That is so funny. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, we're definitely a horror movie podcast. Like it's meant to be. Yes, it's it's a sign. I've had loads of signs. I just told Ashley (laughs) that I've had like a biblical infestation of flying ants in my house. (laughs) I've had all the omen signs there. I've now got a bloodstained table. I don't know what's happening in my life. I'm I'm actually going to a funeral tomorrow as well. I don't know what is going on. It's just like what the fuck. But anyway, we're here to take our minds off our crazy lives and talk about some horror movies um yeah but before we go into that first of all i want to mention our sponsors skeleton crew clothing they're our friends from nashville tennessee and they produce the finest spooky threads around so go and check out their t-shirts buy some sweet merch tell them horror homeschool sent you you'll find the link for the store over at horrorhomeschool.com and also go and check out field mouse he does the fantastic theme tune for this podcast that you just heard i'm in love with it um, Me too. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can go and check out all the rest of his awesome music at offbrandmusic.com. So, Fear Street Part 2, 1978. Uh, so, yeah, the Fear Street movies are a trilogy of films directed by Lee Janiak and based on Goosebump authors R.L. Stein's best selling horror book series. And these films are released weekly in July. They're all out now, but we've actually held off on watching part three so as not to taint or sway our opinions or anything that we discuss about in part two. Um, so, yeah, last time we talked about part one, 1994, the teen slasher scream homage and a love letter to the 90s in general, really. <laughs> and love letter to our, to our emo hearts in yeah. the 90s. And we both loved that one. So, so good. Um, so yeah, part two, 1978, continues the story. 
and that cliffhanger that we ended on, but also flashes back to another Shady Side massacre. And in this one, it's sort of the ode to the Friday the 13th films and mm-hmm. 70s horror in general. So I'll read the synopsis and then we can get into our thoughts on it. But before I do, this is your spoiler warning, everybody listening. Each time we talk about a movie, we will be going into full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen the movie, pause this podcast, go and watch it and come back and join us because it's way more fun when you know what we're talking about and you can feel a part of the discussion. So here we go. Synopsis. Shady Side, 1978. School's out for summer and the activities at Camp Nightwing are about to begin. But when another Shady Sider is possessed with the urge to kill, the fun in the sun becomes a gruesome fight for survival. So, <laughs> I had an idea. So seeing as this is horror homeschool, I thought I'd give some like trivia and facts about the movie to school you all with. So yeah, although this is the second film in the Fear Street trilogy, it was actually filmed last, after part one mm. and three. And mm. Camp Nightwing is a reference to the setting of the Fear Street book Lights Out, although the plots are completely different. Um, yeah. I haven't read any of those books. So I, I haven't read it. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that they were books until yeah. this came out. <laughs> I thought Camp Nightwing was like a reference to the the DC character. Um, Yeah, that's what I thought too, but you know. (laughs) Um, So it says here, like Alice, Tommy is the name of a survivor from a character in the Friday the 13th series. This film also copies many locations from the series. Uh, So Mm. Camp Rutledge stands in for Camp Nightwing. So that's where it's filmed, Camp Rutledge. And it was the major filming location used for Little Darlings in 1980. I've not seen or heard of that one. Mm-mm, me neither. C. Berman's dog is named Major Tom, an obvious reference to Space Oddity by David Bowie. Um, the first time he's referenced, it's on a label, while the Nirvana cover of the 1970s song by Bowie, The Man Who Sold the World, is playing. Now, yeah, mm-hmm. I I knew that. That was incredibly obvious. <laughs> like the whole, yeah, me too. There were so many Bowie references. It was too much. <laughs> uh, here we go. The character named Ziggy Berman is a reference to Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, oh. No shit. Which was David Bowie's stage name persona from 1972 to 1973. Um, at one point, Nick, Ted Sutherland, says Stephen King's new one is supposed to be good, referring to The Shining, first published in 1977. A famous scene from Stanley Kubrick's The Shining in 1980 is reenacted with Tommy Slater chopping at a door with an axe. Yeah, I got that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they play the same character at different ages, Gillian Jacobs and Sadie Sink never actually met until the premiere. Okay, that's not that crazy uh, to believe. That <laughs> 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 happens. Uh, which, by the way, I thought that they didn't look anything alike i know that's meant to be her when she's older but that that girl does not look like an older sadie sink like she's not even i know i was like no i know um that's a little gripe that i had um here we go so composers marco beltrami and brandon roberts make tributes to some classic horror movie scores including the omen alien 
and they were both composed by Jerry Goldsmith, those two. There's also some hints to the Friday the 13th series composed by Harry Manfredini. Uh, yeah, obviously picked up on, well, I've picked up the Friday 13th one. Um, I didn't pick up on the Alien one and the Omen. Well, now I know what was the Omen part, but when it was happening, I was just like, what? What the fuck is going on here? Uh, but we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, never seen any of those movies, the three that you just named. Oh, oh, well, we'll have to do both of them, I guess. <laughs> what, are you scared of the omen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Our Christian roots are showing. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. It's been a long time since I've watched the omen. And it's pretty good, I think. From what I can remember, it was pretty good. Uh, is it like a remakes? I think it's, it's a little like a kid. demon. It's the little kid, like Damien, I think, <sighs> um, and he's meant to be like you know the spawn of Satan or something. But um, Pump yeah, that cool. kid across the room. No, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to do that one at some point. Uh, oh no! <laughs> what else have I got? When the dead serial killers are resurrected to stop Ziggy and Cindy, one of them bears a striking resemblance to Michael Myers from Halloween. Mm-hmm. Did you pick mm-hmm. that up? Because I, I did. I, I looked twice there. I had to second. I had to second guess myself. I was like, "Hang on a minute, is that Michael Myers today?" I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it was the milkman, wasn't it? Oh right. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't understand that at all. I was like, "What?" Because at first I thought it was the baghead dude. Um. But yeah, that threw me off completely. Um, by the way, I've just got a new Michael Myers mask from Trick or Treat Studios. And uh. it's so fucking sick. It's the one from Halloween 2. And I've got it displayed. And he's just staring at me right now in the dark. <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> I can't stop looking at it. I've got like a life-size cardboard cutout of Han Solo. And I've just stuck it over the top of his head. So he's just like in the corner of my room, Han Solo with his hand like on his belt and his gun with a Michael Myers mask on. That sounds um, terrifying. It's awesome. I've been creeping around the house wearing it, scaring everyone. It's great. That's something Kevin would do. Oh my God. 100%. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Let's see. I think that's it for the facts. So in general, what were your thoughts on this one? What are your initial thoughts? Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I felt like some of it was a little boring because it was just kind of prolonging it. Mm-hmm. But the ending, I thought, was really, really cool. I liked it. I think I liked it better than the first one. Oh, wow. You see, there's a lot of people saying that um, yeah. online. I've seen a lot of people that have seen all three of them that have said this is their favorite. Huh. Um, right. This is going to be our first ever disagreement on the pod. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually not said anything to you about what I thought about this, have I? Because I've been Mm-mm. waiting. Yeah. Because you text me like when you'd watched it and you were like, oh, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Shoot, I, I knew like... that's why you didn't <laughs> respond to that question. Okay. <laughs> so you knew that I didn't like it. I knew I didn't... you. Yeah, I, I thought this movie kind of sucked. Like, and not in, a, not in a good way. Um, I thought it really took its time to get going and I got really bored like by the time yeah. that the killing started I'd already checked out like mm. I wasn't interested in any of the characters I wasn't invested in any of them yeah I just didn't 
it didn't do it for me and I was quite disappointed. Um, well, tell me about things that you loved about it then. Um, I don't know. I liked the... So first of all, camp, like the little idea of camp, like terrifies me. So <laughs> really? I, I never went to camp when I was growing okay. up, ever. But watching, like, since I was homeschooled, there's like a lot of things that I like to watch um, mm-hmm. that will help me, like, quote unquote, understand how, yeah. you know, being public school and all that kind of stuff. So even watching like camp, I'm like, how do these kids do it? Like, how do they just leave their parents for two weeks? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wh- okay. Who are these parents that are just letting their kids go to this camp? Yeah. So, but that's what I liked about it. That's part of what I liked about it. Okay. Um, I liked, I don't know. I liked the main characters. I liked the older sister and I liked some of the deaths. So, I don't know. Okay. I, I thought it was entertaining. So, what was your favorite scene? My overall favorite scene was when the sisters died together. The end. Oh, okay. That was pretty epic. Yeah, that was a really awesome scene. It's probably the best thing about the whole movie, to be honest. I mean, I was like, I was really struggling, like, to think about things that I liked about this film. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, re- I really did like the Friday the 13th hints in the score. Like, I, it was quite obvious, like, early on. I was like, oh yeah, I like that. I like what they're doing there. I get it. It's you know, it's the same kind of um, sound that they use in that soundtrack. So I really like that. Um, but then the score went to complete shit when Tommy got possessed. Like it's when the omen shit kicked in. You know the music, <laughs> and it was like I absolutely hated it because it didn't go with it at all. Um, you're like you've got kids running around. And a killer with an axe, like, coming after them. And then you've got, like, a choir, like, orchestra, like, booming. And I was just like, it, it doesn't go at all. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't handle it. It was so jarring for me. Like, it sounded more like Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, like a John Williams mm-hmm. score. You know, it was, like, epic sci-fi sort of fantasy thing. Like, not a horror movie score. And it just, like, totally, like, I mean, you know how much, like, the score is so important to me. Yeah. So, like that when that happened, I, I was, nah, I was checked out. And for <laughs> me, like favorite scene, I really struggled to pick one. Um, so I just put any of the comedic parts, like maybe with Gary. Um, you know the guy that was in Halloween 2018, the um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the, the libertarian yeah. lady guy. Mm-hmm. Um, who tried hitting on Allison? Like, I honestly hated him in that movie, but in this, I thought he was funny. Um, so yeah, maybe the funny, the comedy scenes, like, because there wasn't really funny parts in this. But for me to say that my favorite thing about this horror film was the comedy, like, there's something wrong there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, about... I can see where you're coming from for sure. Oh, no, I'm actually, rethinking. <laughs> I'll tell you who I really liked. Um, I really liked that brunette girl uh, who was like, drugs are peaceful, not violent. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I thought she was hilarious. Like, I wanted to see more characters like that in this movie. She was a typical 70s slasher girl. Like, I loved it. Like, yeah. she like, had sex and then sparked up the joint. I just thought it was so classic, you know, and then she gets the axe in the face, whatever. Um. Yeah, I liked her. I thought I thought she was good. 
Um, but yeah, everyone else, I just did not like. I didn't like anyone. I th- they just annoyed the fuck out of. Me. <laughs> um, what about wow. about favorite death? My favorite death. Favorite kill, yeah. It had to be the sisters. That one definitely. Just that oh, whole scene okay, to yeah. me was really cool. Just her getting the axe to the head and the other one being stabbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just like lying on the floor and. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, this was an obvious one for me. It was really easy because apart from that scene you just mentioned, I found all the kills like so boring. They were all just standard axe done, you know, and then. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were off screen as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I went with Gary because I thought his behe- his beheading was really funny. Like <laughs> the way that the headless body just fell down that hole on top of them. I just, again, I, <laughs> I loved that. Like and me, me saying like last time how I don't like comedy horrors. Like I loved all the, the comedy elements to this. <laughs> um, yeah, that was mine. Ooh. Uh, what about the aesthetic, cinematography, that kind of thing? I think I definitely liked the aesthetics from the first movie more. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the reason why you don't get to see a lot of the actual 70s look is because they're at a camp, not, mm-hmm. you know, not in town or not in a mall or whatever. The thing that bugged me, though, about this was... It was the directing and, and the style of the way that it was shot. Like, you'll see when we go and watch, like, all the Friday the 13th films, like, and, like, 70s sort of slashes in general. They've got a very distinct, like, style, like, real basic directing, nothing special. I found this one way too slick. Like, it was, it was, I remember distinctly, there was, like, one long shot that went through the whole camp and like showed like the kids down at the lake and then showed kids mm-hmm. like in a cabin, like doing arts and crafts and shit. And it, it was like, I'm sure it was like one big long take, which is like really impressive, you know, but that it's too slick for me. It's not, that's not a seventies mm-hmm. slasher. That's instantly. I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's a new film then if we're in this kind of style for, so that kind of took me out. Like, and I didn't think it was like particularly pretty or like nice looking like i couldn't remember any like nice color palettes or anything like that mm-hmm. i mean I, I guess they kind of captured the 70s vibe with obviously the clothing and just the style and stuff like that um <laughs> but i would have liked a more basic approach to the directing i guess is what i'm saying uh, so it sort of mirrored that 70s flavor a bit more mm-hmm. um, I, yeah i do see what you're saying I mean, the thing is as well, like, another gripe that I had was, I know this happens with loads of films, but there was loads of stuff in the trailer that looked cool that wasn't in the movie. I don't know if you noticed, but, like, there was a kill scene actually in the lake. Um, There was more of that killer with the creepy baby mask that was, like, he was, like, stabbing someone in the bed with a knife. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see more of him, because to me, he was, like, scarier than Budget Jason. I don't know. I just thought he was he was more interesting. Um, something I found something I found dead odd about this film as well was I really didn't like the killing of all the kids. Like, yeah, actual young children got butchered in this, and yeah. then like 
in the Friday the 13th movies, when there's actually children around, they never die. Um, it's always, I, like, the older teenager ones? Yeah, it's the teenagers, okay. like... And I also don't like it when Michael Myers kills kids, which he rarely does, but he did it in H18, and I hated it. That's um, right, he did. I forgot about that. Yeah, I just don't know what it is. Like, maybe it hits close to home, because I have a kid. I don't know, like... Call, you know, no, call, it's call, terrible. I don't well, have kids, yeah. and it's terrible. <laughs> call me old fashioned, but I just can't get behind a madman killing children. You know, teenagers that, and adults, no big deal. Yeah, now children, teenagers doing drugs and having premarital sex, sign me up. But kids, <laughs> nah, bro, <laughs> that's too far. Um, that's how I feel too. A lot of times when they try to like kill animals or something, like. See people torturing animals, and I'm like, no, go torture a human. <laughs> yeah, an yeah, I I can't deal with uh, animal cruelty in any any fashion at all. There's actually a scene in the first Friday Thirteenth film that I can't watch because um, it's actually it's real. It actually happens. Mm. They they chop a head off a snake with mm. a machete, and that's that's real. That was before all you know the the mm-hmm. rules and laws came in, and I always hate that i think it's just uh no no i can't watch the scene in uh willy wonka when the chicken gets his head cut off oh yeah yeah same no it's horrible that's one of the reasons why i'll never watch cannibal holocaust um because i know there's some real fucked up animal cruelty in that like Mm. to a a turtle Mm. um yeah no fuck that fuck that shit um Mm. Something else that I hated in this. This is just me ragging on it, isn't it? Just fine. No, it's it's kind of funny because now you're having me rethink my whole. Oh, uh, I don't want to. Honestly, the the worst kind of people in the world is when someone's excited and and enjoys something. Someone comes along. Oh, it's actually shit because of this, this, and this, and you shouldn't like it. I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm just like you're just making really good points. Uh, I don't. I don't want to you know make you think any different if you no, enjoy it I, I still like it yeah no but, I still like it <laughs> I mean I know I mentioned last time and and my like top five horror things and I said a- acting is never in it I don't care about the acting but I absolutely hated the acting in this <laughs> and I, I hated I hated the older sister's friend the one that got stuck down in the cave with her I could uh, not yeah, stand oh, her God, yeah the one with the short Every- hair Yes, every time oh, she was on the screen, was I was just like, worst. oh, man, just get out of here. Yeah, she was <sighs> the worst. Yeah, when she turned up, obviously the scene that were introduced to her, um, yes. she's getting fucked by this dude. Um, which the the editing and that was really odd, because like one minute she was like on her back getting fucked by this dude in a cowboy hat or something. And then within the space of like half a second, they were both fully dressed. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, she yeah, was, like, fully is... dressed with, like, pants on. I was like, how were they having sex, like, half a second ago? Yeah, that, that was just... That I was most... Know. I think that was, like, a unnecessary scene. Oh, yeah, I get, massively. I get that that was, like, a thing in the 70s yeah. or whatever, but that, oh, like... Yeah. That just felt like it was just added in just because yeah. of that. Yeah, it definitely felt shoehorned in. Like, <sighs> and, of course, you're right, you know, 70s horrors, like, there's there's always, like the gratuitous like sex scenes and stuff and you've got to have a pair of tits in a friday 13th film that's just like essential it's got to be done but 
yeah, that it didn't work that at all. Um, I mean, Sadie Singh was good, but I just thought she was such a little asshole that I just found her really unlikable. Like, I know she was meant to be like the badass cool girl, but to me, she just seemed like an arrogant little shit. Like, mm-hmm. I just I didn't like her. And I know you've got a soft spot for her. Um, we did discuss this. No, it's <laughs> fine. She she was kind of a jerk. Yeah. I mean, I know you're meant to like her too. I know she's like, oh, I'm this cool, like, outcast, whatever. But they use those kind of characters usually have a bit of, like, humanity and niceness to them. Like, but she just seemed like an asshole. I don't know what it was. I mean, yeah. Plus, she wasn't, yeah. I mean, yeah. Didn't do it for me. Um, what else have we got down here? Okay, so this is a big one that we can chat about. So something for me, which should have been a redeeming feature, and is a huge part for me when it comes to movies. You know what I'm going to say? What soundtrack? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to music. I'm going to read out the soundtrack. <laughs> no, please don't. The Man Who Sold the World, MTV Unplugged version by Nirvana. Oh. Written by David Bowie originally. Brothers Love's Traveling Salvation Show by Neil Diamond. Cherry Bomb by The Runways. Mm-hmm. It's Bitter Blue and The First Cut is the Deepest by Cat Stevens. Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie. Carry On My Way with Sun by Kansas. Ever Fallen in Love with Someone You Shouldn't Have by The Buzzcock. <laughs> Sweet Jane by the Velvet Underground and The Man Who Sold the World, again, this time by David Bowie. Now, (laughs) I did not like the soundtrack. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, Mm -hmm. I counted about four of the same songs that were used in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Now, (laughs) I forever associate those films with those, sorry, those songs with those movies. So that instantly took me out of it. I was like, well, no, you can't use those songs because they're Galaxy songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, so, and, and I'm also not the biggest fan of 70s music. So maybe that's why I didn't dig the soundtrack. Um, I well, also it, hated all the, all the David Bowie references. There were just too many. You know, I was going to say, we should go back and actually like, write down how many there are in there just because i was yeah. reading about that there's a lot yeah in general like all the musical cues in this film were like so heavy-handed i mean yeah and i love don't fear the reaper of course but of course that is from halloween uh, <laughs> and and from scream the cover in scream that's great cover i love that you can't just play don't fear the reaper and just play in its original thought which can't i don't know i just thought it was dead lazy and they thought they were being dead clever by like bookending the man who sold the world oh one's the mm-hmm. article, oh, one's the original it's mm-hmm. like too much bowie man like i don't know um so who's your favorite character <laughs> is it wrong to say that my favorite character was tommy the one that was killing everybody <laughs> no that's that's a good answer yeah i thought that he did a really good job. He did actually. You know, I'll give you that. He he did a really good job of playing a possessed dude <laughs> because he was quite scary looking anyway. He was. <laughs> and yeah, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, for me, it was probably Gary. Um, yeah. He was or, good 
or the fat kid who won his play charades. Like, he got, like, <laughs> 10 seconds of screen time and then died. But that kid, I just felt for him, you know? <laughs> I know who you're talking I know what kid you're talking about. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh. I feel for that dude. I was going to just say that they make a lot of the main characters unlikable for some reason. Yeah, this is, yeah, that was a big problem I had with it. Like, I thought at first I was going to sympathise with Ziggy's sister. Like, I was like, okay, I can see where she's coming from. Like, she's the, you know, she's from Shady Side, but she wants to be from Sunnyvale. She wants to be like a preppy kid, whatever. And she wants to like fit in with the cool kids. Um, But I found, obviously her acting was quite terrible, but I just thought like the whole the whole storyline going on with those two sisters, it just didn't gel with me. It didn't, like... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I think... It's... I think, like... I'm just trying to put it together. I think I wanted something, like, dumb, and I felt like they put too much effort into this. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense, actually. That's the only yes. way I can make sense of it in my head. Like... Obviously, the whole witch thing runs heavily through this one. And that's mm-hmm. obviously... They they need to do that because it's part of this trilogy. You know, that's the main story, this whole witch thing. And and maybe that's why I, I just don't like it because I want just a straight-up brainless, dumb slasher. And they're trying to add all these elements into it. Like, mm. maybe that's what it is. But then I'm thinking, oh, I quite liked it when they fell down that. How did, did they get? They didn't fall down a toilet, did they? What did they do? How did they get underground? Uh, I can't remember that. They found like a cave, so they went underground, and then they yeah. found all the names on the wall. And I was like, oh, that's quite creepy. That's quite cool. Um, and then like that girl with the short hair just tried to act and I was like oh no no, <laughs> no thanks <laughs> and then she breaks her ankle and I was just like can you just leave her yeah just leave her I there like, I was hoping that she'd just get left there or something but then she like decides that she can walk on it just fine like I know I was like we just have a very graphic shot of her with a bone sticking out of her leg like there's no way that girl's moving anywhere <laughs> but and like I say, though, the reactions online to this film have been so positive. Like, I've seen a lot of people slagging off part one. Um, and no one's slagging off this one. So I don't except know. Except for you. <laughs> except for me. I might be in the minority here. I don't know. It seems like I am. I mean, where do you rank it? In I mean, there's only two come out. Well, there's only two that we've watched so far. But do you put this above 1994? Well, now I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just don't, kidding. Don't I'm just listen kidding. to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did like really? it. I still hated the, the music thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's the same complaint that I had from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Terrible. The other complaint I have about both movies is how nonchalant everybody walks around after these people die. Like, I would be freaked out trying to get a hold of my parents immediately to come get me. Why are these people walking around? Acting like nothing bad just happened. Yeah. <sighs> Tries to be crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious for me. Like, I, <laughs> it's below 1994 for me because I, uh, I love yeah, I love that one. Um, 
But yeah, it, it just didn't tick any of my top five horror movie must-haves. You know, like aesthetic, nope. Atmosphere, mm. nope. Soundtrack, nope. Memorable, likable characters, nope. Good kills, nope. <laughs> like, you know, I, I just wanted it to be a straight-up Jason Voorhees slasher, you know, with the summer camp vibe, bit of nudity, some great kills, some fun characters. And it just didn't, that just didn't, it wasn't what I wanted, what I got. And mm. I, I hate all the witch stuff even more now. So <laughs> I'm not going into part three with very high hopes at all. Like, I'm not either. Um, I saw like a split second of the preview and I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean. We'll see. Yeah, we got like a little little teaser on what's it, what it's going to be like. Um, and I'm worried. Like, yeah. they seem to be doing an American horror story, Haunting of Hill House type thing, where they use the same cast to play different characters, right? Mm-hmm. And what worries me about this one is that this is actually connected to the others. And I've just got no idea what to expect. Like, is there going to, is it, is there going to be time travel? Um, is there going to be a massive plot twist? Is it going to be addressed at all that these are the same actors playing different characters? Right. Like, I, I just don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, so I don't know. And it's obviously very influenced by The Witch, right? Which I haven't seen yet. So I'm actually going to watch it before I watch part three. So I can see, <laughs> I can see what they're trying to homage. Is that how you pronounce it? Homage? Homage? Someone, someone write in and tell me how wrong I am. Uh, <laughs> Both of us, because I'm not sure now. <laughs> but yeah, they're trying to emulate or, you know, play on that, that witch they're thing, I think. Paying so, tribute or... Yeah. Ripping it off? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see what they do with that. Um, yeah, because oh, now I'm all nervous. Like, I don't know. I mean, I still think... That is awesome that they're coming out with this kind of stuff. Like, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I might have slagged this one off rotten, but I'm happy. Any any horror that comes out, you know, I'll support it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'll watch The Witch. We'll do part three, and then we'll do The Witch. Yes. Yeah. I'll have to rewatch it, which makes me excited because I want to rewatch it. Sick. I guess it's like, it's really Season of the Witch, isn't it, early? Because, um, well, we know we've got coming up after that as well. Oh. Hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. I'm, I'm sorry that I couldn't gush over this movie with you. you know, That's like, okay. <laughs> hopefully this is one of the very few that we disagree over. I guess that about does it for this episode. Next time we'll be talking about the concluding chapter in the trilogy, Fear Street Part 3. 1666 thank you everybody for listening send us in some suggestions for what movies we should do after these ones i mean i say that pretending like we haven't already drawn out a schedule for the next <laughs> six months but yeah, uh, send... not we you mm, you yeah. did that <laughs> you agreed so that's a i agreed but i'm just saying you went through the trouble so i want to give you the <laughs> the credit yeah I've, yeah i've got i've got plans and it's gonna be cool um <laughs> But yeah, um, send us any suggestions, email us at contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com and go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all of our socials and where you can listen to the show. 
There you'll also find link to our sponsor, Skeleton Crew Clothing. Head over there and check out all their sick t-shirts. And you'll also find a link on there to Ashley's Etsy. So go oh, over there. You put on... Yeah. Oh, thank you. So go over there, pick up some sweet custom dyed retro t-shirts. They look <laughs> awesome. So you actually have a promotion on at the moment. 10% off, right? I do. Mm-hmm. So yep. if you click on that link at horrorhomeschool.com, the 10% off coupon will automatically be added in your basket. So go get them while they're hot. Well, they're one of a kind each, aren't they? Yes. Yes, they are. I saw a I them... Chewbacca tie-dye that I really like. <laughs> yeah, I I like to go thrifting a lot. So I find all those and I try to make them pretty and give them a new home. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. I love it. So yeah, go and check them out. Ourhomeschool.com. Thank you. Click, click on... Stop making sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it making or making? Make, making. Making. Without the G. Love it. So for personal social media stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And mine, I can never remember mine all the way. It's underscore Babraham Lincoln underscore. Sick. And I also... <laughs> host a comic book podcast called Chris Comics. So if you like comic books, go and listen to that. You can find that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much once again to everyone who returns and tuned in for this second episode. We're having so much fun doing this. Um, <laughs> it's so awesome to have you all along for the ride. We're loving this little horror community we're building around the pod, so let's keep it growing. Yes. Um, we love hearing all your comments and questions, so keep sending them in feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us at contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. We will be back soon with part three. And remember, sane people don't chop up their friends. Mm-hmm.